0: But speaking of uh, students, uh, we have uh, you know an important discussion on uh, youth activism that starts at school and how do we get children to stay in school. Ahead of Youth Day tomorrow, we ponder on, on dropout prevention strategies and the impact it has on students. What comes to mind when you think about school culture? um the reasons young people leave school are multilayered and and complex i mean just a personal anecdote when i you know i come from a family of uh, of seven children uh, with mother father and grandfather we grew up in absolute poverty and at the age of 14 i was worth more working on a construction site than i was being fed and housed and clothed. But anyway, poverty, rampant drug and alcohol abuse and violence in communities can significantly impact a young person's chances of staying in and succeeding at school. Communities have a role to play in building these. So we have on the line Merle Mansfield, who is Program Director of the Zero Dropout campaign. She joins me now uh, for her thoughts on youth, youth intervention. Good evening, Merle.
1: Good evening,
0: Ishmael, and good evening to your listeners. Welcome to welcome to Cape Talk, and uh, this is a, a quite an important issue—the issue of uh, of dropouts. We have, uh, you know, I don't have the data at hand, but I do know for a fact that um, there is a vast difference between the amount of people who go into school and twelve years later. The attrition rate is just ridiculous.
1: You are very right, <laughs> and we have about 40% of learners who don't make it to metric at all. Yes. Um, of the 60% who make it there, about 37% of those pass metric, um, and only about 13% go on to study um, at an institution the following year. right. So, so, so' large, large numbers of learners are disappearing
0: yeah. from our system so and where, where do they go well i don't, don't expect you to answer it 's a rhetorical question, <laughs> but so, if around forty percent of learners learners who start grade one exit the schooling system before completing matric, uh-huh. you know even though a sizable portion of the government's budget is invested in education, the average child will only compete nine point three years of schooling so in the poorest, this translates to just five point one years of actual. Learning, mm. and and this is a problem. This Absolutely, is a pro- it's you
1: know, a, it's a massive problem. It's,
0: it's, how do we get past this? How do you get past this? I mean, when you know, in a previous incarnation, I worked on the national development plan, um, mm. and um, it, um, what we found um, in in education is that on a Monday, teachers don't um, show up, or they show up late, and on a Friday, they leave early and on a Wednesday they have a union meeting, so you have FaceTime of Tuesday and Thursday, and teachers then run businesses on the side, like taxis. So the problem is it's pervasive, it's all over, but I think uh, the teachers should take some responsibility for this as well. Is that fair? Uh,
1: I think it's fair for us to say that you know we need to have um – real urgency around the issue of dropout nationally i Mm. think that it will be very difficult for schools to own it if um you know the crisis isn't recognized and positioned on a national agenda for example the fact that you know in our country we don't even have stats on dropout um so it's not easily attainable from any education district or provincial department or there's no national figure you know um Mm -hmm. Because we're not tracking about at all. Um, our schools are even set up systemically where we have a large number of teachers to teach grade 8s right. and two teachers to teach matric. Right. Um, you know, it's an accepted kind of normalized thing that learners will just leave the school space.
0: We're almost setting so children up to fail.
1: Exactly. I'm so glad you shared your story just before the interview. Because oh, sorry.
0: No.
1: <laughs> <laughs> if more people started talking about the realities of what actual what young people need to face within their daily lives, we'd start looking at dropout as not a. You know, often when I talk to people, they say, oh, kids are lazy, they're naughty. You no, know, these young people don't want to do anything. Um, and and if we just realize that actually dropout isn't a singular event that just occurs mm-hmm. where a young person wakes up and decides, oh, I'm not going back to school today. Right. You know, it's it's actually a long process of disengagement over time yeah. where young people are facing so many barriers, you know, to make it and right. to hold their grip right. on education. So, but
0: Mel, yeah. I, I just need to, I really need to say this. I, I Although... I said what I said and it was really tough coming from a, f- a family of seven children and it was difficult to raise seven children in absolute poverty I have been fortunate I worked and I saved and I eventually went to university but in my in my 40s I went and did a, a, a doctorate but that is mm-hmm. the problem not all of us can do that so it is That's it crazy. is it's uh, it's it's difficult but your your zero dropout campaign um, please tell us more about that.
1: So so we're trying to position the, the, the dropout on, on the national agenda. We're trying to say let's actually start working towards this problem and preventing it. And let's activate schools and teachers and parents and young people in their school systems to start changing um, the impacts of, of dropout in, on our country um, and to start actually talking about dropout in a real way. Um so looking at what are the things we can do to limit disengagement because that's how dropouts starts. Mm-hmm. So and one of those things is school culture, how I experience my school space. As a young person coming into school, I shouldn't be surviving school. And too often and too frequently we are hearing stories of young people going to school and surviving it. Right. You know, and, and that and that shouldn't be the case. School mm-hmm. for us are engines of change or spaces of you know, safety, and for many learners, that is what they expect to experience, and sometimes they don't. And Mm -hmm. if we're not highlighting that, and if we're not making sure that we're having the conversations with young people where they can exercise their agency and their voice to Mm -hmm. speak about the experience of schools, then you know, we are simply perpetuating a system Mm -hmm. that is pushing through passive you know, recipients of right. an education. Oh. You know, instead of actively co-creating something in which learners can, you know, grow and develop and be creative and spark curiosity. You know, wouldn't that be lovely to think about?
0: I, I, um, I like that sparking curiosity <laughs> part. You know, it's. Uh, I, I have a, a secret wish. Uh, that I, I, I don't share. It's, uh, I wish that I was a physicist. And, uh, <laughs> but I, I look at, I look at, and I look at, uh, the way, you know, uh, children who uh, ask questions and they ask mm-hmm. the most amazing questions and their, pa- mm-hmm. their parents and teachers just dismiss them. Like, why is the sky mm-hmm. blue? There is actually exactly. a reason for it. Yeah. Why is the Absolutely. grass green? There is a reason for it. So that yeah. curiosity, we shouldn't kill that curiosity. Is that, that's what Absolutely.
1: We, just, we did a pilot study last year, um, a reading for meaning study um, or project in Western Cape and Eastern Cape. And after the program was done, we spoke to one of the grade five learners and we asked him, you know, what did he enjoy about the program? So a learner. He came every week religiously. Um, and he said to us that it was the one space in his day where nobody was shouting at him. He was saying that when I come to school, they shout at me. When I go home, they shout at me. Oh, nice. um, everywhere I go, they're shouting at me. To be quiet, stop. Yeah. And this was one space in which I didn't have to be quiet, okay. you know, and, yes. and people were respecting me. And I think just in school spaces, if we start seeing young people as people with potential, yeah. you know, um, and we start engaging respectful relationships between teachers and learners, I mean, and you know, there's, there's, there's great potential.
0: And unleashing their imagination,
1: <laughs> Absolutely. For them to start, you know, thinking that their questions are valid, you know, that this enthusiasm and curiosity isn't stupid. I don't have to think a particular way. I can interrogate something. That's correct. Um, imagine what that can, you know, allow for young people if they can, if they can dream that freely, if they can think that freely. Um and, and the potential that lies within that for, for a third of our country's population who are young.
0: <laughs> so, Merle, before I let you go, let me read out. Uh, if you want to find out more about uh, the Zero Dropout uh, campaign, you can go to https forward slash forward slash dgmt.co.za forward slash dropout or follow them on Twitter and Facebook. Merle, I want to thank you for joining us this evening. Uh, education is something that is very dear to my heart.